Welcome to Let It Grow Investing, the financial investing and small business podcast that is not run by a professional investor. I am Jeff, and thank you for stopping by. We're going to cover all the news you need to know to make sense of the market, helping you get invested, stay the course, and on your way to financial freedom. What is going on, guys? I am back here for another episode on Let It Grow Investing. And uh, man, yesterday did not go well. I, uh, I've been thinking about what to say about this one. It was brutal out there. You know, we had massive swings in the market. We were green pre-market. Everything looked good. Everyone thought CPI was going to come in. You know, at that 8% mark, uh, it did trend a little bit lighter on that uh, that number from July. We were at 8.5. We came in at 8.3. Um, I really thought we were going to be hitting that 8% mark. I guess, you know, seeing gas prices down, what now, 92 days, I believe it is. Uh, you know, I thought things were going to start cooling. I thought, you know, that would in, increase uh, or decrease some of the different spending on uh, food from farms to table. I thought, you know, shipping was going to be coming down. I knew container prices were coming down. But uh, ultimately, food was one of those main drivers that did go up in uh, for August. And we also had uh, housing prices going up and or rents going up. So those numbers, and we had talked about that earlier in the summer, that in the moratorium that uh, basically you couldn't lift rent prices and now they are just coming in hotter and hotter. And ultimately, those were the two core numbers that really bumped us up uh, month over month. So, um, you know, at first, I really thought this was an overreaction. I really thought, you know, uh, a four or five percent sell-off in the Nasdaq, a four percent in the Dow, five in the Nasdaq. I really thought, hey, that's too much. But uh, I think a lot of it was from the fact that we came off of these June lows so fast that uh, we ultimately had to give some of it back. We really didn't have much change from June. We had that one CPI number that came in a little bit lighter for July, but uh, you know, ultimately that. Uh, that little bit of bump up on the August numbers ultimately pushed these numbers back to where they were. And uh, we're going to retrace to some of these June lows possibly. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens here. And, uh, you know, I don't know that it's an overreaction. I think it probably has a lot to do with where we were coming from in June. And we're pricing back in some more uh, rate hikes. We're also pricing in uh, more wage growth. Unemploy unemployment still at a, a low number. We've got uh, a lot of people still working. We really don't see uh, the consumer getting any weaker. So we're still able to afford a lot of the things that we could afford before. And a lot of those drivers are making these uh, these costs go up. People are still spending. And uh, ultimately, that is going to hurt what we're trying to do on that inflation front. We're trying to cool it. People are still spending. We're still going out. We're still uh, you know traveling. We're still spending on food. And uh, ultimately, they still have this money for housing. So the numbers are still running rampant. Uh, so where I really thought it was going to cool and uh, we might see a market rally, um, you know, I, I'm glad we did see that uh, that CPI number come down the from the 8.5 to 8.3. We were looking for 8%, so it did come in hot. But like I said, that core number was really the driver that uh, I really think took us on that big decline, it really priced in some more Fed rate hikes. 
And uh, yeah, I was reading a, an article here that we were looking to be um, at a four to four and a quarter percent by the end of 22. And uh, the market had expected the Fed rate to peak at three, seven, five to four. And now our odds are roughly even that the Fed may lift its target range to four and a quarter to four and a half. Uh, so a good bit higher than where we thought. And we're ultimately going to see what that does to jobs and the housing market. We've got uh, rates on the thirty-year uh, mortgage now over six percent, and uh, you know that's about double from this time last year. And we've also got the uh, the two-year Treasury uh, really running high. I think it is now at a three point eight. I think it got up to, and the uh, the ten-year was about three four. So still inverse on those two, which is not a good sign for uh, recession fears. And we're still looking at uh, all these different uh, problems that are out there. So we really need to get this CPI uh, number under control. We really want to see all these prices coming down, not just some of them. And they're really being tricky as to what's going up and what's coming down. It's really hard to keep a handle on what numbers are which and ultimately where the market's heading. And I think that's a, a lot of the fear out there. And, you know, we also saw that on the VIX. The VIX spiked up. Uh, you know, yesterday it cooled down today. I, I have my uh, e trade set up to alert me when the VIX moves four uh, percent swings, and it was up more than four percent yesterday. Is down uh, more than four percent today. So we did see some flip flopping and volatility. We did get a little bit of green today. Um, I guess I was up about one point three percent today, but you know I was down about four yesterday. Uh, so yesterday was definitely brutal. If you haven't been in a market like that before, uh, I do believe it was the seventh worst day by points on the NASDAQ. Um, you know, you, you really got to understand that this can happen. You really need to understand that, uh, as I've said before, you want some money in cash. You want to be able to buy. Now, I'm not saying yesterday was a stellar buying opportunity. Uh, I did do some buying. I know for some people it's a little too early. You really want to see the capitulation where everyone just starts to give up on it and everyone sells everything. And then when that uh, that VIX really spikes up, that's really when you want to do some some buying when it is going to peak out. Uh, so for me, I did do some buying. I'll take a look at what I did buy. And I bought a little early. Um, I didn't really think that the market was going to do what it did. And some of these different names were going to drop so hard. But uh, I did buy some tech. That's kind of what I was trying to scoop up because they were getting hit the worst. Uh, the biggest buys were in Google. Also bought some NVIDIA, bought some Qualcomm, bought some SoFi, and bought some Meta. So I kind of just dispersed some money in, what, one, five names there. And uh, ultimately, it could have been too early. I didn't buy them right at the bottom. I bought them midday, and it kind of continued to drop. Uh, like I said before, when I am buying for the investing challenge, I like to do my buying uh, at that midday point. So some of that volatility does get kicked out. Now, in this situation, it didn't work, but uh, I try to stick with the same uh, sort of mentality where I want to kind of keep with the same trend. If I'm going to shoot for midday, that's kind of my thing. I don't really want to chance it or risk it or go any other plays. I, I just kind of stick with what I'm doing. So for those reasons, uh, you know, I did buy, like I said, and uh, ultimately, I'm not upset with these purchases at all. They are long-term holds for me. Uh, I will say that uh, Bank of America did come out and say for SoFi that they actually raised their price targets. 
as um, the student loan repayments are actually uh, coming back on. And we're actually going to see some student loans being paid through uh, through SoFi. So that is one of the reasons I wanted to add there. It got under $6. I've said it before. Uh, I'll probably say it again. I went ahead and bought. So I bought that one at $585. And I think today it probably closed. Uh, I know it was above $6. I'll, I'll take a look here as to what they actually closed at. Let's see if I'm even logged on. Six seventeen. So you know, a, a thirty cent swing in uh, in a day. So that that's okay. I'm not. Uh, that one did all right. The other ones, are, I know they're all long term. I'm I'm just looking at uh, how it bounced back, and it was up five point six percent today. But it was down significantly yesterday. So uh, I'm glad to see that it did come up. Um, so what else we got? Uh, we've got uh, Starbucks. They came out with some different plans. They are looking to open another 5,000 stores in China. That's uh, on their growth path to some more profitability. And uh, that's over the next three years. So that is a store every nine hours. They're going to be opening another store in China. Uh, Apple is looking to up some buybacks. Uh, we've also got some other companies that came out today and reaffirmed some guidance, which was kind of a bright spot, I thought, to see that uh, everyone thinks we're going through uh, some very fearful times right now. And uh, Raytheon came out and they reaff reaffirmed their guidance. And uh, Johnson & Johnson came out and reaffirmed their guidance. And, you know, they're splitting up the business. I don't know that they really have to, but they're going to be doing that. Uh, they also announced $5 billion in buybacks for Johnson & Johnson. And Comcast, I believe, is $20 billion worth of buybacks. And, uh, you know, that's definitely a good sign that if they're in there buying, uh, you know, they really see some good things on the horizon that uh, they want to be buying and, and getting those shares back in their uh, their stockpile, if you will. So that's definitely some good news. Uh, we did see that uh, the railways might be on a strike. So a lot of different railways, Union Pacific and uh, I forget the other one, but I know they were downgraded today. We got some different downgrades there. Uh, I also think that square or uh, block was downgraded, but uh, with the railways, they said, if they do go on strike, we will be losing about $2 billion a day in commerce from uh, materials, not getting to where they've got to go. So definitely some stuff to be worried about there if that happens, but uh, nice to see that we've got some, some buybacks and some uh, re uh, reaffirms from the outlook for 22 and beyond into 2023. So nice there, um, you know, and like I said, it might be a little bit too early for you to buy. And uh, I'm also in the camp of I want to keep buying. I want to keep dollar cost averaging. And when I see 9% down on some major players, uh, it's hard for me not to buy them. And uh, ultimately, I did think that they would bounce back today because I think it, like I said, it was a little bit overblown on a lot of these names. And uh, ultimately, if uh, I think they're a long pick, and it's one that I wanted to buy. Some of them were already set to buy. And uh, some of them I just got in there and started moving some money around and started making some some purchases. But uh, that's not to say that they won't go lower. That's not to say we can't retest uh, any of these lows from this year. And uh, it's been a wild year. We don't really know where they're going. But uh, we also know that they could start rallying on any little bit of news going forward from here. So I want to get in and uh, keep dollar cost averaging into my names that I want to be in for the long run. And, uh, you know, like a lot of people think, you know, Meta, Facebook's probably not a good pick right now. TikTok's eating their lunch. Uh, I saw something that Instagram Reels 
is uh, has about 17 million hours of viewers. I, I forget the time frame, but I know that uh, TikTok for the same time frame was a hundred plus uh, million hours of viewers on on their platform. Now, I also hear a lot of different talk that you know TikTok might not be allowed further in the U.S. due to a lot of national security. And uh, if that should happen, I do think that Instagram and, and Facebook meta would do a lot better on that news. And um, just overall long term, I do think that it is a solid play. And for those reasons, I did go ahead and buy some. Uh, so sell off. We got some TikTok fears. We've got some different things that uh, could be coming up. But overall, long term, I do think that it could certainly do better in the future. I still think that the ad revenue business is strong. And uh, a lot of the different products and plans that they're coming out with, uh, since they dialed back some of the metaverse talk, I do think that it is a uh, a safer play and uh, one that has some growth factors as well. So I went ahead and purchased. But uh, yeah, that's what I got there. And uh, we'll take a quick break. I will come back shortly and we will talk uh, investing challenge uh, as well as some other things I've got going on over here. So stick around. All right, guys, I'm back here. And uh you know, that was probably a little bit, uh, a lot of, a lot of information shot out of a cannon right at you, but, uh, hopefully it all, all made sense. And hopefully you can take a little bit of that knowledge, a uh, little bit of what I heard, a little bit of what I'm reading, a couple of my thoughts and, and do with it what you can in order to set yourself up for some, uh, financial, financial excellence going forward. But, uh, actually when we're looking forward, uh, I'm looking at Ethereum right now. Okay. We've got the merge set to happen. Uh, well, as you're hearing it today, and uh, that's going to be on the 15th, we are looking at the Ethereum upgrade going to uh, proof of stake happening in six hours from now as I'm recording on uh, about 8 p.m. on Wednesday. And uh, definitely going to make some uh, make some changes here on the on the platform. So I'm looking at an article from uh, Coindesk. It's uh, actually from uh, a takeaway from Bank of America saying that Ethereum's blockchain's upgrade may lead to greater institutional adoption of Ether. And uh, I do think that a lot of people are really taking note of this merge and uh, really what it is and what it's doing for everyone. And ultimately, I do think that we're going to see a nice run here in Ethereum. It actually held up pretty well with everything going on. I'm going to pull up my uh, crypto.com. And uh, yeah, just in case you need to get started, I do have links in the description for Crypto.com, E-Trade, Binance, and Webull. We're doing the investing challenge over there on Webull where you can do partial shares uh, and you can also buy crypto on there as well. So uh, if you need a link to get started, go ahead on over and uh, use my link and you'll get a little bit of cash back or some different credits depending on which one you sign up for. I think on Webull right now, you're getting fractional shares or whole shares of uh, different stocks. And uh, you can use those, uh, either sell them, keep them, do whatever you want with them after you uh, accept those. So when I'm looking at uh, Ethereum over on crypto.com, if I look at the one week, um, you know, Sunday, I think we were probably around 1680 or 1780. I forget what that number was. But uh, over the last week, we are down 0.16%. So not even a quarter of a percent we are down. And when you look at what the market did in the last couple of days, that's saying a lot about what's going on in the crypto space. 
as crypto has been less volatile, in my opinion, than what the market has been. And uh, for that reason, I, I do think that uh, people are taking note as to the fact that Ethereum and crypto uh, does have a financial future. There's definitely some different uh, articles out there right now about different banks and different uh, institutions and even the SEC possibly getting involved to do some more regulation. And I think that would be a good thing. I think if they come, come in and regulate, it might have uh, some problems in the short term, but overall, um, the U.S. giving its uh, seal of approval for the crypto projects that are out there could certainly make massive moves. We could certainly see some ETFs. We could certainly see some uh, some actual trading on uh, some major platforms and uh, ultimately have that spot ETF out there for Bitcoin, Ethereum. I think that would be just massive for uh, that crypto space. So overall, uh, the, the merge, I think, is going to be a good thing for us. And uh, I really am looking forward to seeing where it goes from here. I, uh, for one, am personally excited about uh, the future of it. And uh, right now on Coindesk, it is up. Ethereum's up about 4.5%. Bitcoin's only up about 0.4%. So people are certainly taking note. I think people are going to start piling in when uh, we go to proof of stake. Now, if you are on uh, Ethereum 1.0, you don't have to do anything. Your coins are automatically going to roll into 2.0. Uh, it's going to be about 90 cent, 99% uh, more energy efficient. It's going to be a lot faster to transact in. It's going to have different layers to it, and it's going to be a much better running system. Uh, so hopefully the uh, the gas fees are going to be lower, and it's going to be a lot easier to transact in, which ultimately could make a lot of contracts and things move a lot faster. And uh, you know the actual closing of money is going to be quicker as well. Uh, so like I said, I'm bullish. Uh, I'm definitely in it, and it's my largest uh, crypto holding, so it's one that I, I definitely want to see take off and do well. Uh, so I guess I could be a little bit biased in there because it is such a large holding for me. But um, overall, uh, I think it's uh, it's definitely a, a one of the larger projects that has uh, some validity and is going to have a following behind it. But uh, with that being said, and uh, I was kind of alluding to the fact that on uh, Weeble, we do the Let It Grow Investing Challenge for 2022. I'm taking $200 a week. I'm investing every week, dollar cost averaging into a position, into this portfolio that I am building for this year. And uh, overall, we're going to see how we do versus the S&P at the end of the year. And uh, actually, no, if I'm, I'm here, I might as well pull up to see where we are, actually are at this point. I think we were down about 7% in this portfolio on Sunday, if I remember correctly. Uh, now, when I go on to my Weeble app, we are down about 10%. We did uh, we did lose a, a couple percent over the last couple of days. Well, really just Tuesday, we are up about a percent today. Uh, so we're still down, but uh, we are way off of those lows. I think at one point we were down 22 to 25%. So being down 10%, is certainly up. So I know that pain feels awful all in one day. I think we gave it all back, but uh, I know we were at a much worse spot. So it was a terrible one day event, terrible one day, uh, you know, capitulation event where everyone just kind of gave up. Hopefully this is not just a, uh, a dead bounce and we've got nowhere to go from here. Uh, hopefully we can hold some of these numbers, but uh, ultimately we'll see what happens tomorrow. I'm not even going to make a call as to where it's going to go because your guess is as good as mine. 
But uh, that being said, Starbucks is our biggest winner so far. We are up 27% on our Starbucks pick. And I don't know when that week was up. Back in uh, week 24, looking at my notes here. And uh, Disney's still up about 20%. Amazon's still up for us. Plug Power is actually in number fourth. Uh, number four, not number fourth. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, we are up 13% on that pick. That one is doing well. The hydrogen uh, play for different... Uh, Different ways other than oil and gas. We've got uh, some other winners here. A uh, good bit less. Devon Energy still holding on to some leads. And then when we go to the bottom, the, the big loser is Shopify. We are down 63% on Shopify. That, uh, that one did not age well. Aged like uh, old milk. And uh, then we got NVIDIA down. Oof, not much better. 56%. Ethereum down 26% since we bought it. Uh, I think we bought that a little early in the year. And uh, that one, that actually brings me to this week. We've got uh, five different names that you can vote on on the Let It Grow Investing page on Facebook. And uh, I'm not sure which one is in the lead at the moment, but uh, we've got five different names as we've always got. And um, the first one is DR Horton. The ticker is DHI, the home builder. And my thought there was that if we wanted to possibly average into a position uh, for the, the home builders that, um, you know, now might be a good time. This was Sunday when I thought that uh, maybe the, the we'd see the CPI come in where we wanted to see it. And uh, ultimately that core number would come in lower. Now we're pricing in more rate hikes. Uh, so in my opinion, not a good time to buy the home builders. We might want to wait a little bit longer now. Uh, so what I had on Sunday, uh, I might change a bit now to say that I would push this out to possibly the beginning of 23, as we're still possibly going to be seeing some more rate hikes. And then ultimately, we want to hold off until maybe there aren't any more hikes. And then eventually, I do think that we're going to get these interest rates coming back down. And I think I want to be in a home builder before they start cutting and uh, actually start building a position at that point. But uh, then number two. We have Starbucks. You know, I just covered this one. They've got uh, those 5,000 new stores in China. They got the new uh, CEO was announced. We've got a lot of different stuff going on there. They had about a 5% run today. And uh, ultimately, I think that one is going to serve us well going forward. Uh, might be a little bit late after this 5% run, but uh, it should certainly cool off by Monday. So if we're buying that one come Monday, I'm good with that. That's perfectly fine. Uh, number three, Capital One Financial. And I uh, was looking for a regional bank or a smaller bank with not as much investment uh, banking to take uh, hold of these uh, interest rate hikes. So still one that I think could do well. Uh, smaller regional banks should do a little bit better, uh, assuming we don't get in too bad of a recession. Uh, number four was going to be advanced micro devices. Ticker is AMD. And uh, that one had a lot of upside. And uh, with all the, the CHIPS Act and all the national security we're looking to talk here in the U.S., uh, I still think that AMD could do uh, very well. Might be a little bit longer longer of a runway uh, going forward, but uh, still one that I think is going to be a winner. And then number five, with the Ethereum merge, I had to go ahead and add Ethereum this week. And I, I do think that that could be a great play for us. And again, with the merge going through tomorrow... Uh, we could certainly see uh, a cooling off by Monday and uh, could be a good time to strike on that one too. So 
Uh, again, we've got DR Horton, DHI. We got Starbucks, SBUX. We've got Capital One Financial, COF, uh, AMD or Advanced Micro Devices, AMD, and Ethereum, ETH. So get over to Let It Grow Investing on Facebook. Uh, the link is in the description. And if you are not a member, just join up. I'll get you led into the group and uh, get your votes in. I definitely need to see some votes. We definitely need to finish this year strong and uh, certainly will help with you guys picking uh, a solid winner for this week. So please get over there and uh, get voted. Uh, I hope that uh, yesterday didn't uh, treat you guys too too bad. And hopefully we start coming back, um, you know, in the next couple of days. And uh, actually, right now we are tied. We are tied between Starbucks and Capital One. So get over there. Get the someone break the vote. And, uh, you know, let's see some winners out there. But uh, with that being said, uh, it's been a long day for me. Biz, uh, very busy and uh, coaching soccer now. So I've been pulled in all different directions. So uh, with that being said, I'm going to uh, get to bed here soon. So take care and I will catch you guys in the next one. As always, thanks for stopping by. Please make sure to like, subscribe by turning on the notification bell and sharing this podcast to help our community grow. Check the links in the description for offers on E-Trade, Binance, and Crypto.com to get your investing journey started. You can also help support the podcast on our Anchor.fm webpage. Until next time, let's get invested and let it grow.